Greetings, this is Arvette McLean with Speak, The Universe Listens. As a very young person, I always felt that I carried the weight of the world on my shoulders, having to make grown-up decisions in order to survive a life marked by physical, sexual, and emotional abuse. While my face was smiling on the outside, on the inside I was secretly crying and miserable. However, over the years, I learned some gems that helped to turn my life around. I now get to live the life of my dreams, filled with love, travel, and wonderment. And I am absolutely passionate about sharing what I have learned with you. If you want to live your best life, tune in each week as I, along with some awesome guests, share these life-changing gems with you. Inspired to be more, do more, have more. Greetings and welcome to Speak the Universe Listens. And we have with us once again, Scott McClain. We're always excited to have you here. Um, and again, for those of you who don't know, Scott McClain is the owner of Lifelong Realty. And he is a group facilitator for a Course in Miracles. So welcome. Welcome. I'm glad to be here. Well, I'm so glad welcome to have you. Too. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, so today's topic is true forgiveness. So what do you have to talk to us about as far as that goes? True forgiveness. Um, I guess really to get into true forgiveness, I want to start by, with saying what most people tend to think of forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And so the, the common thought pattern on forgiveness is when somebody's done something to you wrong and you're the bigger person so you forgive them. Okay. Right? <laughs> they are less than. <laughs> you agree to them so you forgive them. Um, and so, but the, the concept tends to start with somebody's done you wrong. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's the, the common concept with, with forgiveness. Now with true forgiveness, you know, to the way of course in miracles really kind of talks about forgiveness is that that other person is a child of God and they may have forgotten who they are and they're coming to you for the purpose of getting some guidance to be helped to help guide them in the right direction to give them that blessing per se to remind them of who they are um, you know so that true forgiveness is not just because somebody's done something wrong to you, but it's, it's a matter of beginning to see the truth of who that person is. You know, whoever it is, to see the truth of who they are. And, you know, it's saying, you know, many people was, was quote anyway, saying that um, God has created us in his image. Well, if we're in the image of God, can you imagine God needing forgiveness? And you imagine saying, oh God, I forgive you. I mean, you know, <laughs> you know, it's almost laughable when you think about it from that perspective. Whereas right now, as I'm talking to you, I'm talking to Christ right now. I'm talking to a child of God right now. And you were created perfectly. And even though sometimes it may be that a person may have forgotten who they are, but sometimes what they're doing is that thing that needed to be done so that you can remember who you are. Is that something that needs forgiveness? If somebody's coming along as a reminder, if somebody's coming along to ask you to remind them, 
is that something that where somebody's doing something wrong per se? Um, I wouldn't call it that. You know, I would call it just a, a place where it's two people coming together to take them to take each other to a higher place. Mm -hmm. um, so true forgiveness, in my opinion, and what it says in the Course of Miracles is that true forgiveness is the understanding that there is nothing to forgive. You know, just to be able to see the truth of who you're speaking to, the truth and, and those that are around you. Yeah, that's so interesting. Um, I remember when you first shared that perspective with me, it kind of blew my mind a little bit. Um, because I think I'm not thinking of it as... So I guess the question becomes, how do you release the pain that's associated with whatever has occurred? Yeah, I think the pain is released when the perspective has changed. Um, you know, so if you're continuously thinking, this person has attacked me, then the pain stays there because you're in an attack thought pattern, you're in an attack mindset. Um, but if you can change your perspective, and, and you know, and I, I often share the story about, you know, if you see a baby that's crying, per se, and, and um, you know, so if you if you got a baby, the little baby is crying, and it's screaming at the top of his lungs, arms are flailing around, flailing around, the legs are kicking around, and we always go and say, what's wrong? You know, oh, what's wrong? You know, why can I help? You know, and we're going in from a loving perspective. But the baby grows up a little bit and is doing the exact same thing. This screaming at the top of his lungs, this swinging around, it's kicking. We now think, well, what's wrong with you? <laughs> you know, it's a different perspective that takes place. Yet that's still a child. It's a child of God. And just as that little baby is screaming and kicking and swinging because it's feeling a lack of love. It's feeling, a, you know, it's feeling like it's something lacking. I mean, something is missing. Um, that's what adults do as well. You know, if we're feeling that there's something missing. I, re I remember um, uh, we made some homemade ice cream back as kids, and there was an ice that, that melted in the bucket, and I went out back, and I dumped a bucket of water out in the backyard, and when I did it, I leaned against the rail, and the whole rail fell. And so as I'm falling, I started reaching for everything. But I grabbed the rail, it was falling with me. I grabbed the bike, it was falling with me. It was like I didn't have anything I can grab hold of. You know, but instinctually we start to just reaching out and swinging. Mm -hmm. And easily you might hit somebody. You may hurt someone else. When only thing we're trying to do is to find love for ourselves. Mm -hmm. We're trying to find that peace that we're feeling we're lacking within ourselves. And for someone to be crying out for help, and we can see it as them crying out for help, is a completely different perspective than this person is attacking me. It was the same hit, but it's now a different perspective that's on it. And so if you can change your perspective, then the pain is released. Yeah, I would agree with that for most situations, but not all. I can, I can think of situations where um, you know, you can release like the reason why, but the thing hurts you. <laughs> like you've been violated or whatever. Like, um, like maybe you've been physically damaged. Like my arm is broken, <laughs> you know, or my heart is broken, or um, you know, my soul has been 
broken. Like, um, so you might release the person, right? And like, okay, you're a child of God and so forth and so on. But then you still have the arm, the broken arm, you know? Okay. Uh, a broken arm heals over time. Mm -hmm. A broken soul, we can think that it's broken, but a soul is never broken. Mm -hmm. And no matter what has actually happened to you, no matter, you know, however heinous it may have been, and I understand sometimes it can be a really, <laughs> a really tough scenario, a really rough scenario. However, your soul just cannot be broken. You know, you are still loved. You are still loving. You are still lovable forever, mm -hmm. no matter what has taken place. Um, and as the perspective begins to change about this other person that may have been perceived to have attacked you, you know, this person attacked me, they violated, they did, you know, broke my arm, and, you know, whatever. As your perspective changes from them, is also a freeing, is a freeing them, but most importantly, it's freeing you. You know, because in order to hold them in a negative place, you have to be there with them. And so as you start letting them go, you start remembering as well who and what you are. And you are unbreakable. And even though this thing has happened, now you begin to start changing your perspective on what it has actually done to you. Um, and it comes from an inner strength of remembering of who you actually are. The soul is impossible to break. The arm may have been broken, but it's going to heal. And once it's healed, the pain is not there anymore. And, but the problem is, I believe, a lot of times, we believe that we're supposed to hold on to the pain. And so we do. And I can imagine some people right now are probably listening to this, watching this right now, and cringing because they're seeing it from their one perspective right now. Um, and it is, it's not easy to maybe take that shift because we've been conditioned to see things from this one place, to say that uh, when this thing happened, that was just wrong, it should not have happened. And I'm not saying it should have happened. I'm not, I'm not saying that at all. But we're in that place where we're saying that's wrong, it should not have happened, woe is me, bad on them, and we want to stay in that place where we want to, we want to be um, kind of in that attack, defense mode so to a certain I, extent. I totally agree with letting the person go, mm -hmm. right? Okay. I don't think that letting the person go necessarily translates into now I'm free. So, um, and you know, and I can speak from personal experience. Um, so let's just say, for example, I was sexually abused by my father mm -hmm. for, for whatever reason. <laughs> I always gave him, I always gave him a free card on that because I'm like, okay, he's been through this, he's been through that, these things have happened. Um, I don't think he wanted to hurt me. You know, like I always gave him a free pass on it. Like I never, I didn't feel like he didn't love me and those types of things. And I never held him in a position of dad, dad for doing that. And even though everyone around me has held him in that position, I've never been able to do that. However, that did not, um, 
change the fact that the way I behave as a result has had changed. Like, I always felt like my wings had been clipped, like I was unable to fly, so to speak. Um, so even in the whole experience of, you know, recognizing who he is, and, and, you know, as a young person, I wasn't saying, oh, he's a child of God. And, you know, I'm saying I wasn't there with it, but I never held that energy of you did me wrong and, you know, therefore you're a bad person. Like, I never held him in that energy, um, energy space. And even as I got older and um, started seeing us all as children of God, I can't say that that washed away because I still behave in certain ways. <laughs> even being aware of these things. Like I still behave, and I understand that behavior is a pat. like I'm used to behaving in certain ways and it's hard to break patterns if you're not consciously, you know, putting your attention on doing that or whatever. So, um, but some of the behaviors that I may now carry may be things that cause me continued pain as a result of something. And so let me ask you, when you, you, know, you were saying that um, you never saw him as a, bad dad type thing, um, did you instead project that onto yourself? Um, I think maybe when I was young, like really young, but probably, I know for a fact by the time I was like about, I know by the time I was like 21, I was not projecting it on myself. Um, but probably even before that, but I specifically remember um, when I thought that people would think a certain thing of me because of the abuse. And I remember reading this, this little chapter, not even a chapter, a page in a book, and the book say, tell everyone. First it say, tell someone. Then it say, tell everyone <laughs> that this has happened. And I remember the first person I told actually was, was Harry, who you know was, at the time was one of my best friends, but now my husband. Um, and he totally didn't respond. I don't know how I thought people would respond, but he didn't respond however I thought they would, he would. And no one has ever responded however I thought. You know what I'm saying? Right. right. So that was a freeing thing to tell people, and that did let off a certain burden. But nevertheless, you still carry around a certain energy still follows you. Yeah, and so, Awesome that you did release the, the, the trying to hold on to everything yourself, just trying to carry this all on your own. And often when we do that, it's like our story becomes different than what it actually is. You know, it, you know, we start telling ourselves all different types of stories. If I tell some, somebody knew this, you know, what would they think of me? Um, and so I think you did a phenomenal thing sharing it, um, and then sharing it with other people as well. Um, and that's some. You know, it's, it's part of that healing process. Um, in doing that, it helps to see that, uh, it helps you to see that you're not damaged goods. You know, it helps you to see that you're still whole. And, and I think this, I mean, like, I don't know, do you still feel like it, it controls you at all now? Or that's and, and the word control is a strong word. Yeah. Um, but I, I am stuck in a behavior pattern that I've carried through my entire life. <laughs> so, 
some ways, yeah, controls me. I'm still controlled by it. And so at this point, I will I would say, and again, I'm not belittling anything, all right, but I would say that at this point, it's almost like what just about everybody has stuff that they've that they've been through as a kid, one way or another, like whatever behavior, even if they had like the ideal perfect kid childhood, it was certain things that they began to do at that time, at that age, and it just sticks with them. I've heard people say before that um, we are, when we're three years old, who we're going to be when we're grown, with the exception of the books we read and the people we talk to. Yeah, and, um, and so a lot of that conditioning will just stick with us unless we're in a place where we can, you know, we're aware of it and we're willing to let it go. Now, in certain scenarios, it was, that conditioning was caused because of how somebody else was treating us. Certain times that conditioning was caused because of how we just interpreted things. Um, but it's still that same kind of conditioning. Yet, when we're talking about, um, you know, when we're talking about this, this uh, horrible thing that has been taking place, we begin to start saying all of this was because of that, which that was the source of it, but the, that, that was the source that took place there. But if that's been released, that source is gone and we've placed another source there. I, I don't know if that's making sense to what I'm saying that right there or not. Um, but at this point, the source is just our memory, it's our, it's our conditioning that we're holding on to um, that is saying that, you know, I'm going to continue to act this way. Um, there, there's a lot of different experiences that we have as kids that um, we don't, most people don't understand that it, is, it was their perspective on something as a kid. This affecting the way they act in them. However, for people that have had a certain horrible experience like that, then now we begin to say all of this is because of that. And we put it all on that. Yet, um, if we start releasing certain pieces, release that person, release ourselves, I think that's the biggest piece in there altogether. Is, you know, so as you started sharing information with other people, you know, your experience with other people, you're beginning to see yourself differently. You're beginning to release yourself from that bondage of, this is what people are going to think of me. Um, that's part of the healing process. And I think I've heard you before say that even some of that process has actually helped you to become who you are and to, to be able to, to be more free and to, you know, to accomplish more things. And I, may, may, I might not be saying the same wordage per se, but um, you know, we, we are all able to use our experiences either for this direction or this direction. Mm -hmm. I yeah. heard this really interesting. I hope I can get the quote right. Most of the times I don't get it right. But the ideal, <laughs> the person said something like, um, I've been through H. <laughs> I've been through H, I lived, and I survived, I lived to tell the story, and now I'm a teacher, or something to that effect. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, so um, I really, like, totally get 
all of the um, about the true forgiveness and and I actually came to that over the years um, and I remember one of the key turning points for me was I, I had just been just angry with my mom and I keep saying my mom but she your mama too um, <laughs> I had just been so angry with my mom like forever like just just angry like I didn't like for her to look at me I didn't like for her to touch me you know like I had just been angry with her for I'm gonna say like 10 15 20 years for a long time in my life and um, I remember her saying something to the effect of um, she never knew that people were so unhappy that they would want to commit suicide. And I was like, how can you not know that? And I used to tell you on a regular basis. <laughs> short of the story is um, basically I was just like you know I kind of went off a little bit like how you know and this and that and the other and so forth because she was like um, I just I just wanted you to be strong like me and I'm like strong strong you know I've been through this was I weak or was I strong and I've been through this and was I weak or was I strong and I've been through this you know and so I just like like went off on this whole tangent and um, so anyway she looked at me and she said, I'm so sorry. I didn't know. And she said, I'm going to make this right for you. And it was like all of everything just vanished. Like all the anger that I had just in the knowing that, you know what I'm saying? Like that she wanted to make it right for me. And so that helped me to really understand about um, forgiveness and it holding me bondage while I'm holding them bondage and how sometimes it's just you know if you just the person doesn't know <laughs> they just didn't know <laughs> you know um and and I guess just making people blameless mm -hmm. you know and so that's kind of like how my conscious my conscious awareness in general I don't tend to hold grudges I never have um there's only only I was only mad with her, and um, I was mad with my uncle for a whole lot of years. Might still be, but he he was passed on. But I still might be a little bit mad. But um, in general, I haven't been a person like I'll I'll get upset about things, but I always had a short refractory period. Like I'll be mad, depending on the person and the situation. Might be a day, might be two weeks, but it's a done deal, you know. And so the ones that carry on like that, I just um, eventually realized that, um, like, people don't want to hurt you. Like, if, if they are, it's because something's going on with them. And so that's kind of like how I came to something similar to what you're saying. Um, but then when you say, when you elevate it to, there is nothing to forgive. <laughs> because basically they're showing you yourself and and you're reflecting them to themselves, um, and so it's it's like a it's helping each of you, whatever the situation is, it helps each of you to elevate or to see, like you say, who you really are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, um, there's a, a 
children's book called The Little Soul of the Sun. One of my favorite books. <laughs> I like kids' books, right? But Little Soul of the Sun. And, um, and so in this book, um, by Neil Donald Walsh, I don't know if you're mm-hmm. here. Um, and so in the book, um, you know, these souls are around you know, heaven, you know, talking to God. And this one soul was like, you know, um, I'm the light, but what does it mean to be the light? You know, so in order to understand what it meant to be the light, you had to also experience the darkness. You know, but there is no darkness. You know, so, you know, you know and, but he wanted, he wanted this experience. Um, and part of that was um, he wanted to experience uh, the part of uh, the light called forgiveness. Um, and so in order to experience that, he had to have somebody do something heinous to him. Um, and it's like, but who going to do that? Because everybody's perfect. All these little souls is just perfect perfection here. And so one soul kind of volunteered, like, you know, I'll do this. I'll volunteer to do this because I love you. Um, and, but the challenge is going to be if, you know, if I do this, I have to lower my energy so far. You know, I have to go into a, a really dark, deep place. So all I ask is that when I do this to you, that you remind me of who I am. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, to be a children's book, that was kind of deep, <laughs> yeah. you know. That was kind of deep. And, and, you know, and how many times do we actually do that? Do we actually, you know, if somebody does something, do we truly remind them of the perfection that they are? Um, and you know, right now, you are that light. You know, you are that soul. Um, and so, without you, heaven wouldn't be as complete. And um, and so, to remember that about yourself, and for anybody that's watching this, you know, you know, to remember that right now you are loving, right now that you are loved, and that you are lovable forever. And to just remember that about yourself, to remember that when God created you, God created you perfectly. Um, and so when God is creating something, he doesn't mess up. When God creates something, he creates it forever. And so there's nothing at all that can happen ever to change the perfection of who you are, who you truly are. Um, and so, you know, to just remember that about yourself. So this was an excellent conversation. I did want to have a chance to talk about true forgiveness for yourself. Um, but what I'm going to do is pick your brain on that topic, and then I will share that topic with the audience at a later date. All right. Thank you so much. I enjoyed talking with you today. It was my pleasure. So I hope you all enjoyed this episode as well. Um, and make sure you click the subscribe button and put any comments that you can think of, any questions as well, because I will divert these questions back to Scott and um, we'll get you some answers to questions. So comment and subscribe. So until next time, this is Arvette. This is Scott. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>